0: Welcome to the Kenza pod, Kenza Collective is a platform dedicated to educating, inspiring and empowering parents who work for themselves. Check out KenzaCollective.com to learn more about our mission and to find resources to help you on your journey. Together, let's reinvent what it means to be a working parent. My name is Tiffany Jones. I'm the founder and CEO of Kenza. Each week on the podcast, you can join me and our CFO, Beth Gummery, as we help you navigate the tricky business of working for yourself while also raising a family. We're honored to have you here with us. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kenza Pod. It's just me, Tiffany Jones, joining you today to share with you three tips for operating your freelance business like an agency. So as most of you know by now, my background is really in client services, and I've done client services in a lot of different industries. So everything from running co-working spaces to film production, and to more recently, creative agencies. And I have found that a lot of the lessons I learned along the way, especially working for a creative agency, have translated quite nicely to my freelance business. For me to be able to serve my clients at a very high level and to charge agency like prices for the services that I do provide. So today I want to walk you through three ways that you can start to run your freelancing or consulting business more like an agency. The very first thing, and this first tip or point really goes through everything else I'm going to talk about, but let's just start here. Number one, be a professional. (laughs) I know that sounds kind of weird to say, but be a professional. You are a professional. And so you need to show up like a professional. And the reason I say it like this is because I have worked with other freelancers, um, whether that's been peer to peer, you know, I'm working with them on a team of contractors on a particular project for one client we have in common, or I've hired freelancers to help me with different projects. And I'm always so turned off by the freelancer that has like gotten too comfortable with me like they show up and they're just a mess they're frazzled they're late or you know it's just like hey I'm, I'm paying you a lot of money I hired you to be a professional and do a job like uh, you need to show up on time you need to not cancel meetings you need to deliver what you say you're going to deliver when you say you're going to deliver it and just be a professional. And when you can do that, when you can carry that into your freelancing business, you're going to really stand out. I was, I've just been shocked over and over by um, the amount of unprofessionalism I have witnessed from other freelancers that I've worked with. And I don't really know why it is. I don't know why people act like that. I think they get too comfortable or they're maybe a little too buddy-buddy with their clients or whatever it is. I don't know. But for me, I just don't think that that's a good look. So number one, be a professional. Go above and beyond. Make sure you spell check things. Make sure you're formatting things nicely. Um, You know, just give them that really high level of service that they would expect from a professional agency, for example. Second tip is to make sure you're managing your time and your energy properly. So this goes back to, um, you guys have heard me talk about our freebie, the capacity planning tool that um, we have up at kensacollective.com. And if you click on courses at the top, you'll see the capacity planning tools, a free 25 minute um, uh, mini course and a Google sheet template download that you can get access to right away. And the reason why this is the very first thing we put out and something that I'm bringing up here again in this podcast is that as parents who are juggling so much, especially right now, it's very important that you understand where your time is going and you have a really clear picture of what projects you actually can take on right now and what projects maybe need to wait or that you're just really not available to take. And the reason why this is important when it comes to operating your freelance business like an agency is because you don't want to get in a position where you're overbooked. Being overbooked is really stressful. And sometimes you may be in a stressful situation and you are overbooked and you're not really realizing that that's what the problem is. So a good example of this could be Let's say you're wrapping up a project for a client right now, uh, you have two weeks left and you know you, you feel pretty confident it's gonna wrap up in a couple of weeks. And let's say you have another client who uh, wants you to get started on a project basically as soon as you can, and the beginning part of that project is gonna be pretty heavy with research, getting prepared maybe for your kickoff meeting, maybe you're putting together a presentation, who knows what it is. Okay, so now you're in a situation where you have overlapping projects. You have one that's coming to a close and one that's starting. And there's typically a lot of kind of unknowns and a lot of work that goes into the beginning and the end of a project. So you could look at your user capacity planning tool or just kind of look at your schedule and really think to yourself, okay, is now the right time for me to be starting a new project? Or If I were to put the start date off by a week or two, would things be a lot easier for me? Would that give me the breathing room that I need to properly wrap up this other client's project and properly get started on this new client's project? This is the important sort of nuance of the business that you're in is making sure that you're looking at this bigger picture and you're planning ahead and you're really just making sure that you have the time and the capacity and the energy to take on what you're taking on because here's the problem and this is what i found when running agencies is that when our team is overbooked or when you are overbooked you're going to be frazzled you're not going to be giving out your best work you're probably going to be showing up late to meetings you're maybe going to be trying to move meetings around You're going to be showing up to your family, um, stressed out. Maybe you're going to be working late. Maybe you're going to be getting up early. So now you're not getting enough sleep. Maybe you're going to be skipping your workouts. So now you're not taking care of yourself. It's just kind of what we used to call the snowball effect. You know, one thing slides and then the next thing slides and next thing slides. And all of a sudden all you're in the middle of two weeks of hell when all of that could have just been prevented if you took a step back, understood everything that's going on with your time and energy right now and in the next couple of weeks and made a decision that was going to be best for yourself, for your family, and ultimately for your clients. So that's something to not, you know, take lightly is understanding how to manage your time properly from a, from a a bigger level than just your day-to-day, like what are my tasks today, really taking a step back and looking at the big picture of taking on a project and when you should actually be starting that based on everything else that you have going on in your lives. Another quick example of this, and then I'll move on to the third point is sometimes it's easy to sort of forget what it's like to have family in town, or to have a friend who's visiting, and I actually right now is recording this podcast. I have family in town, and my grandma asked me, "Don't worry, we all got tested for COVID. We're all safe." Um, but my grandma asked me, "So did you take some time off work this week? You know, so that you know we could all get together, and you don't have to worry about working?" And I just sort of laughed because you know you know how it is. Listening to this, like as a freelancer, or contractor, or someone running your own business, like. You don't just get to call in sick or just take time off. I mean, you can, but you really need to plan for that. And you really need to understand that that's happening. So, again, it's things like that. that's like it's outside of your normal work, um, outside of your normal clients and your projects, but it's still going to affect your work. So that's another line item in the capacity planning tool where... You are supposed to build in the fact that you're gonna have family in town for Thanksgiving or you're gonna have a friend visiting for five days or something like that. You need to build that in and understand how that's gonna affect your capacity and your availability to take on a project and make a plan for that. Again, with the end goal being that you don't end up stressed out, that you're not overwhelmed, and that you haven't bitten off more than you can chew because it's so preventable. If that client can't wait one week or two weeks to get started with you, you know, they're probably not a good fit. You're worth it. You are worth it to wait just a couple of weeks to start a project and you can explain to them, hey, I'm at my full capacity right now. In two weeks, I'm gonna be opened up and totally ready to get started on this. Let's do it then. And they will understand. Okay, so the number one, be a professional. Number two, manage your time properly. Number three, this is, um, some of you might disagree with this one, but it's something that I'm pretty passionate about and it kind of has to do with boundaries. It is a boundary. Let's just, let's just call it a boundary. And this boundary is don't get so dang personal with your clients. It's really easy in a one-on-one setting with your clients, especially, and maybe your client you've been working with for months or years it's easy to sort of fall into this like buddy-buddy relationship where maybe you're sharing insights about your kids or your spouse or your partner or your friends or your family or whatever it is. And you're slowly opening yourself up more and more to sharing your personal life with your client. And I just really caution you against doing that or going too far. I mean, I think that there's a nice balance where you can connect with your clients on a personal level. Like we're all humans, like they're just doing their job. You're doing your job. And I get that, but I think that there's a line and a boundary that needs to be drawn. And I'll give a couple examples. So one of the ways that I see people getting a little too personal and just sort of inappropriate is, is giving like really specific and really personal, um, Excuses for why you're late. And um, for example, is like maybe you're trying to put your kid down for a nap and they just aren't going down and you need to get to this call, but they're not going down. And so you end up showing up late, blah, blah, blah. And here you are because you didn't properly manage your time, which I'm not trying to knock you. I literally had this situation happen the other day. And this happens. But you show up to your meeting you're late and you're, oh my god I'm so sorry my kid wasn't going down for this nap and then he had a big poop and then i had to deal with that and then here i am and i'm so sorry okay where where are we and what are we what are we meeting about today do you see how like it's just not professional and it's too personal like they don't need to know all of that all you have to say is you know take a deep breath get on your call and say i'm so sorry i'm late um Let's get, let's go ahead and get started or, or just something so simple. You, you do not need to give a reason for everything. And I think people who are especially people pleasers feel like they need to like explain themselves or give an excuse or give a reason. And the reality is you just don't, you don't need to tell your clients everything. Um, and another one, this is the one that really bugs me about this, um, this boundary here is if you, if you show up to a meeting with your client, and the night before you happen to maybe you got like two hours of sleep because maybe you have a newborn or maybe you just were up with your kid or maybe you couldn't sleep, whatever it was, do not get on that phone call and tell them how tired you were and why. Oh my god, I'm so, so tired today. I barely got any sleep last night. My kid was up all night long. He was super gassy. And I was just helping him with that. And I'm just totally exhausted today. Don't do that. And the reason for that is because your client, even if they have kids, and even if they totally understand and they can relate, and you know that they understand, you still, I, in my opinion, you still should not go that far because here's the thing. They are paying good money, hopefully good money for your brain and your expertise. How do you think it makes them feel when you tell them how tired you are and how little sleep you've gotten and you're supposed to be turning around some kind of deliverable for them? That doesn't make them feel very good. That probably does not make them feel like they're getting their money's worth. They are probably going to feel like, okay so i'm paying for someone who's getting absolutely no sleep and i'm supposed to be getting some creative piece from them and hopefully it's good you know like it just it just sort of breaks down the trust and the expertise that you bring to the table unnecessarily again you just you don't need to say anything if you're tired just be tired like you don't have to tell them you're tired they can probably see it um So anyway, I think that's enough ranting from me about getting personal. But, you know, I just think back to my time, again, just sort of at these agencies and at different client servicing types of places. And I just can't imagine ever saying stuff like that. And I think that what happens when we go off on our own like this is that, like I said, we get buddy-buddy. We're in this one-on-one relationship with our clients a lot of times. And maybe we relate to them. Maybe they have a kid that's our age or whatever it is. And we feel like we want to connect with them, but they're not our friends. Like our clients are not our friends. They are there to pay us for a service. Maybe your relationship will evolve into friendship. And even that is, you know, interesting. And you can, you can, um, you know, navigate that if it happens, but you know, I would really encourage you to keep that professional boundary in line in your relationship because you just don't need to go much further than that. Another thing that I don't do is I don't let any of my clients follow me on social. I have multiple clients who try to follow me on Instagram and I just don't allow it. And the reason is there's a lot of reasons. I'm I'm very private about my Instagram in general or just any social media in general for my personal sake. Um, But the other reason is I don't need them to know what I'm up to all the time. Like, I don't need them to uh, see that I'm at the beach that afternoon and know that I'm supposed to be getting them some kind of deliverable by tomorrow morning and then being like, hmm, I wonder if they're going to get me that. Oh, looks like they're really working. looks like I'm paying for it. Like, I just don't need any of that drama, you know? So I hope this is good food for thought for you. Um, Like I said, head over to kensacollective.com and go to our courses section and you can check out the capacity planning tool to help you just you know, manage your time properly. And the other thing that I did want to throw out there and let you know is that uh, Beth and I are now offering one-on-one and potentially opening up group coaching sessions. We're so excited to be launching this service. We've talked about it from the beginning and just have been kind of waiting for the right time. And we just kept getting a lot of requests for this. I've been doing like informal coaching with friends or formal colleagues. And actually my husband has been the one being like, Hey, um, you should probably start charging people for all this advice you're giving out. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. I'm really excited about that. Um, if you are interested in this, go to kensacollective.com coaching You can check out what I'm here to coach you through and what Beth is here to coach you through. And the cool thing about it is that, you know, I'm really focused on the day-to-day running of your business and how you're showing up and interacting with your clients, how you're writing proposals that don't go over time and don't go over budget, how you are pricing yourself, not hourly. Hopefully you're pricing yourself by project. Um, And if you're not, let's get you switched into that. Um, I can help you really break down that awesome big picture vision you have where you want to be in a year. Let's start to break that down into practical goals and next steps and tasks. You know, that's the project manager in me coming out. Um, I'm here to help you with all of that. Beth, on the other hand, she's here to help you with anything finance related. So she is really passionate about teaching people how to be their own CFO. She wants you to at least understand what's going on with your finances, understand how to read all of the reports that are coming out of your accounting software, how to set up a cash flow projection, how to build up reserves, and just really have a good handle on what's happening with your money and feeling really empowered about all of that. And what I, the other really cool thing that we're you know, going to experiment with is sort of um, like customizing or tag teaming this coaching. So let's say we have our complimentary 30 minute call with you and it, you really could use some help on writing your proposals because you keep going over budget. And so maybe I can jump in and help To see what's going on with your proposal, see what might be the issue, review some with you, show you some different formats you can use. And then Beth can come in and help you to understand how to manage your cash flow better and build up a cash reserve. And with us in tandem, your business is going to be able to go to the next level. So that's the kind of thing that we're really interested in, kind of seeing how that organically evolves because we've been coaching kind of on our own with our own clients. And now we're bringing it together under the Kenza Collective brand to really serve a larger audience in a really fun and unique way. Okay. So I think that's enough for today. I hope this episode was helpful for you. Again, be a professional, manage your time properly, and don't get too personal. You just don't need to. Okay. Have a great day, everyone. And I hope to see you over on our Instagram at Kenza Collective, also on Twitter and Facebook. Talk to you later.